Good morning. This is Jackie Lee, PIO and Preparedness Planner for the Florida Department of Health, and this is Flagler Health Matters. February is American Heart Month, a time when all people, especially women, are encouraged to focus on their cardiovascular health. Today in the studio with me, I have two guests who are going to help further the conversation, and I want to start by having introductions done. So I'm going to go all the way over to the left side of the table first. Hi, Jaffe. I'm Wendy Jackson. I am also a public information officer with the Florida Department of Health. Thanks for having me. And I also have a really special guest in the studio with me also. Her name is Jill Toffer, and she also works for the Florida Department of Health as a nutritionist. That's right. I'm so excited about this partnership between the Departments of Health in Volusia County and Flagler County. And Wendy, I just want to thank you for the help that you have been providing me. I've learned a lot from you so far, and we've only been working together for a couple months. That's right. Um Yeah, it's been a good time. And I'm happy to have you here in the studio because I think this is going to be a a great collaboration as we move forward with other shows, too, I think. Yes. So let's talk about the 10 ways to improve your heart health because that's what we're here to do. We're going to talk about heart health. The Florida Department of Health Flagler on the 2nd of February celebrated Wear National Red Day. And this time of the year, it's just really important for women to know and understand what they can be doing for their heart health. And I want to start with the conversation of balancing calories eaten with physical activity. I remember trying to do math in my head and say, okay, so if I'm at 1,200 calories a day and I go to the gym and exercise for 30 minutes, does that mean I can go home and have four cookies? Is that the the way it works? Well, you definitely can uh, have more calories to balance out that nice physical activity you did. You might want to look for more nutritionally dense foods. Oh, no cookies? Um, Well, how about a cookie and, you know, some fruit or some other options too? Mm -hmm. So balancing calories versus physical activity, is it the same for women as it is for men? Well, of course, um, the calories you burn are going to be dependent on how active you are. So whether you're male or female, the more active you are, the more calories you're going to need throughout the day. However, having said that, men do have a bigger build, they have a bigger structure, and they have more muscle mass. So they are going to need more calories just to maintain their, their structure, their stature. So women tend to be have a higher percentage of fat, and it is true what you've heard. It, it takes more calories to maintain muscle mass than it does fat cells. Oh, that's really interesting to me because I'm continuously always trying to think about how to gain that muscle mass because I know that my um, ability to lose weight faster has a lot to do with the muscle that I have as well, too. Is that right? Yeah. So the recommendation is to exercise at least five times a week, 30 minutes a day. But don't forget, two days a week at least for strength training, really important. So women can you know, develop more muscle mass, and then you're going to be burning more calories um, even at rest if you have a higher muscle mass. And it's really important, too, as we age to have a better muscle mass and really focus on that weight-bearing exercise because we have to maintain our bone density. Um, we want to prevent falls. We just want to, you know, have that mobility um, and keep that up as we as we age. Yes, I've noticed that as I've gotten older uh, that – Having that muscle mass just even in the core area just helps for balance so much. Definitely. Um, And making sure that I'm focusing on, like you said, two days of weight training a week. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the recommendation, a minimum of two days a week of um, weight Yeah, and strength training. So a lot of people forget that piece. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So that's number one. And uh, we're going to go through the 10 ways to improve your heart health. So, uh, And this is coming from the American Heart Association. Number two, reach for a variety of fruits and vegetables. So what veggies are high in protein? And what about the sugars that come from fruit? What should somebody know about that? Yeah. Um, the one thing about our culture right now is everyone seems really focused on proteins, carbs, and fats and trying to dissect things and put things in categories. I think that we can just relax and say all fruits and vegetables are really healthy. Um, most Americans only get two servings a day. The, the recommendation is for five a day, and that would be three veggies and two fruits. So packed with nutrition, lots of vitamin C, potassium, B vitamins, um, lots of fiber. We hear about how important that is for gut health. The other thing is fruits and vegetables are really low in calories, and you don't hear people talking about it, but a half a cup of non-starchy vegetables is only 25 calories in wow. cooked. You can have a whole cup if it's raw. So what 25 calories. So salad ingredients, mm-hmm. anything like green beans, carrots, zucchini, tomatoes, cucumbers, lots of options. And again, only 25 calories a half a cup for cooked. Uh, like spinach, or if it's raw, you know, you can have a whole cup, if not more, for 25 calories. So, you know, it doesn't rise blood sugar levels if it's a non-starchy vegetable. So it's a great option for people looking um, at their blood sugar. It And again, lots of fiber, low in calories. Now, when you look at the starchy vegetables like corn, peas, and potatoes, it's still only 80 calories a half a cup. So it's still much lower in calories than if you are you know, getting a fast food or um, something frozen in your freezer, pizza, things like that. It's it's very low calorie and, again, packed with nutrition. It has that fiber. And remember that all of these fruits and vegetables, they also have phytochemicals. So the phytochemicals are those protective nutrients that are generated from the color of the, the plant. So, uh, for example, your deep orange are your beta-carotene very protective for your lungs. It's a precursor for vitamin A. It's a phytochemical that's an antioxidant. So these protect your cells from damage. They have anti-inflammation effects and also anti-aging effects. So the deep green are very healthy. You've got your cruciferous vegetables in this group, your broccoli, your cauliflower. Uh, Well, cauliflower is white, but it is cruciferous. You've got your Brussels sprouts, your cabbage, bok choy, kale, collards, lots of research here, um, also with anti-inflammatory and protection for the cells and lower cancer risks for some cancers. Then when you look at the red, you think lycopene, which also very protective. You have that in tomatoes, watermelon. Then you can even look at white um, veggies like your onions, your garlic, very good for heart health. Um, You've got bananas, which have the potassium. Even white potatoes are heart healthy with the, with the potassium. So get a rainbow of colors. Don't worry too much on single nutrients because, you know, you're getting, you're getting a lot of nutrition from, from these fruits and vegetables. Um, but as far as protein, there is one vegetable that's very high in protein. Oh, which one's that? Do you know what that is, Wendy? I was going to say an avocado, but you don't okay. have a vegetable, do you? An avocado is not a vegetable? It actually grows like a fruit because it's got a seed in it. Okay. But that's an interesting one. But unfortunately, that one doesn't have protein. How about a soybean? Very good. She got it. I knew she was going to get it. I knew she was going to get it. Soybean. So your beans and your legumes um, 
are actually in two food groups. They're in the vegetable group. They have all those phytochemicals we just mentioned, extremely high in fiber. And talking about heart health, we really want to focus on soluble fibers because soluble fiber absorbs bile salts and cholesterol, and it drags it out of your system, and it goes bye-bye. So beans are very high in soluble fibers, so that's number one. But we're talking about protein. Legumes and beans are in the protein group and the vegetable group. They have about 7 or 8 grams of protein per half a cup. Soybeans is actually the highest at 11 grams of protein in a half a cup of edamame. Or, yeah. Which my kids will eat. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. I love putting them on salad. I, forgot, I forget about buying the bag of edamame. It's, it's such a great nutritional source. So we're talking kidney beans, lentils, black beans, garbanzo beans. Uh, what other beans am I forgetting that we like? Lima. Lima beans, yes, and the butter beans. Did I say pinto beans? Oh, butter beans. That's a good one. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to call you, Jill, when I'm like on my way home and I'm stopping at a store and I'm going to say, what what do I need today? Because I'm thinking about my refrigerator, but all of these things would be very easy as a quick grab and go. And I like the way that you frame that with not worrying about you know, the calories for this one versus that vegetable versus a fruit or the sugar. It's just any of them sound like you'll be doing something good for your body. Right. If it looks like it did when it was harvested, it's probably a really healthy food, uh, whether it's fruits or vegetables. But the beans and legumes really stand out as a power food and also very low price. Um, If you have a pressure cooker, you can start, you know, making your own black beans. It's going to be less than 20 cents a serving. So very affordable. Of course, the canned beans are just as good if are you want to get rid of the stuff. So- yeah, I mean it's shelf stable. Um, they they do have low sodium options now. If you just look at the label, there's going to be a low sodium option for all of these canned goods. So the can- no, the canned beans are a great option. Um, they're Either if you pressure cook the legumes or if you get it canned, they're usually easier to digest. So you know what I mean. They can be gassy if you've never eaten them. So start slow if you've never had legumes and you want to start adding that. <laughs> Don't eat like, uh, you know, two pounds yeah, and go to work the next day. Yeah, but because your gut bacteria, remember, it's full of soluble fiber. Your gut bacteria is going to be breaking that down. You don't digest fiber. It just goes to your gut and your bacteria, which you've got millions and millions of bacteria in your gut, and it's going to break it down. So, it, you know... Um, you might feel a little bloated or gassy. That might be a, a slight side effect, but your, your body will adapt to it. So, so, wow. I mean, that's, that's a lot of really great information. Um, how about, so we're going to move on to three. Uh, how about whole grains? So fruits and vegetables are covered. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that is so great for women to know that they can just focus on, like you had said, does it still look like the way it did when it was harvested? I mean, those little tidbits of information are so important just to have as a regular idea every day for nutrition. But what about whole grains? What can you tell us about that? Yeah, whole grains can be, it, it's more, you know, more of a hunt in the grocery store. You got to be a little bit of a, um, a food label detective to find the whole grains where the fruits and vegetables are easier to spot. You know, they're all in one location and, um, and the fruits and vegetables, remember you can, you can go to the regular fresh part. You can go to the frozen section or the canned fruits and vegetables. All of them are healthy. Okay. So with the, with the whole grains, there's really two things you want to look for. You want to pick up that ingredient list. So you're in the aisle with hundreds of options, um, all these different breads. 
So look at the ingredient list and see how big it is. If it's got like over 30 ingredients, it's going to be very highly processed. So just keep that in mind. You want to find one, um, a brand that doesn't have like an overwhelming amount of additives and preservatives. So you're looking at the ingredient list. You're also looking at the very first ingredient. That's going to tell you what it's mostly made of. So it goes in descending order with, you know, the, the ingredient that it's mostly made of being first. That first ingredient, so that's why the first ingredient is important. You want that first ingredient to say the word whole. It's going to say, if it's a bread, it's going to say whole wheat. Um, it could say whole oats, but usually bread's made of wheat. So you're looking for that word whole. Mm. Then you're going to go to the nutrition facts label, and you're going to look at the grams of fiber. Hopefully it has at least three grams of fiber. If it has zero fiber, it's going to be a white bread. And, you know, we're going to be eating processed, enriched white flour. It's going to get into our diets. But if you want to get more fiber, it'd be a good idea to find a bread that you really enjoy and that first ingredient's whole grain. That way you're getting additional fiber because we really do eat a lot of bread in the United States. You know, there's a lot of pizza going on. There's a lot of sandwiches and subs, and there's a lot of breaded chicken. And so, um, you know, the goal could be let me get some more fiber out of my bread, or maybe the goal is I'm going to try to cut back a little bit on the bread. Um, so it it could help if you had a food diary maybe for a few days during the week and then tracked your food on the weekend. If you want to make some changes, that's a good place to start. See where you are and what's a realistic change that you might want to make. That's a good point. A food journal is a really good way to be able to track what it is that you're having. And I like how you break it down so easily to understand. So looking for that first ingredient and having it be whole, yeah, either wheat or whole grain possibly. Yeah, it's going to say either whole grain wheat. Now on some of your cereals, like of course oatmeal, it's going to say whole, whole grain oat. Mm-hmm. Um, if it says enriched wheat flour... The fiber has been stripped out. There's no fiber left. Okay. Also, the germ of the grain has been taken out. The germ has the protein and all the vitamins and minerals. Most of, you know, your boxed um, snacky foods, the first ingredient is going to be enriched wheat flour. It sounds good, but it really isn't because there's no fiber. And like I said, all the um, vitamins and minerals have been taken out. The reason why it says enriched is by law, they have to throw a couple of vitamins back in. So it's going to be enriched with some thiamine and some B vitamins. And that's where we're going with this whole foods idea. So you're defining whole foods for us. And you touched on this, but I want to ask again, in terms of cost involved to eat healthy foods, can you talk a little bit about that? Um, And I know that you were saying that it can be just, what, 80 cents for a can of beans. I think the beans, so the beans are about at 140 for the can right now. So that's about 40 cents a serving for a half a cup. Um, if you get them dried, then it's only 20 cents. Now, that's an example of a really nutritionally dense food at a low cost. However, then we keep hearing how nutritious, say, nuts are. We love pecans. We love walnuts. They're so good. And they're healthy. So, you know, it's a great option, except they're very expensive. So I think it's a balancing act between, well, maybe I won't buy a roast or a steak at $7 a pound, and I'll have black beans and a vegetarian dinner, 
and I'll save some of my money there. Mm-hmm. It really depends on what your family truly enjoys, you know. That's a good point. And it's so fun to try new things and um, experiment with new flavors and recipes. Um, but to to eat healthy on a budget, you can do it, but it is going to take extra time. You're going to have to plan ahead. Yeah. The The first thing I would recommend is shop in your own house. I bet when you go to make your grocery list for the week, I bet there's something in your freezer or your pantry that you can use that you bought quite a while ago. It's been sitting there a while. So shop with what you have first. Maybe that will spark an idea for a fun recipe. Um, go ahead and, you know, buy what you need to complete that recipe. But you got to plan ahead because you have to have your list and it's got to be, you know, something that your family is going to enjoy and that you have time to actually cook. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's that's another great point, you know, thinking about the time involved, but also the end result, which is to improve your heart health and improve exactly. your health over your lifetime. So that's what we're here doing, talking to Jill today from Volusia County uh, Department of Health, and she is a registered I'm a registered dietitian. Dietitian, yes. that's right. So 10 ways to improve your heart health, and that's the focus for this February. Um, I do want to play a, a short message. It's coming from the American Heart Association, Eat Smart Facts, and then we'll have a discussion after. Hi, I'm Mallory Brown, a registered dietitian with the American Heart Association, and today we're going to talk about protein. I get so many questions about protein. What foods have it? How do I get it? How much do I need? I could talk all day about this, but instead I'm going to tell you about four big mistakes people make when it comes to protein. Let's dive in and set the record straight. First mistake is thinking plants don't contain protein. Because when we think of protein, most of us think of meat. But plants contain more of it than you think. Nuts and beans come to mind. But did you know that rice and oatmeal have protein too? So do some veggies, like peas and broccoli. And as a bonus, plant proteins also give you fiber and other nutrients your body needs. The second is overlooking eggs as a protein source because you think they have too much cholesterol. Having one or two eggs a day is an easy way to get high quality protein nutrients without the saturated fat that comes with some meats. The third mistake is thinking you need to pack in lots of powders or bars to get protein. But it turns out protein can be found in lots of different foods already. I know that brownie bar tastes so good, but powders and bars tend to be more expensive than the whole food sources of protein. And finally, people get in a rut thinking there's just one go-to protein source. But honestly, it's better to get your lean protein from a variety of foods because they all have something different to offer. For example, soy and legumes have copper, manganese, and iron. Eggs are one of the highest sources of choline, which is essential for your brain and nervous system. And seafood can give us omega-3s, which most of us don't get enough of. The bottom line is, Protein is good for you, but you don't need to obsess about it. Unless you're a bodybuilder or your doctor has told you otherwise, you don't need protein supplements. Instead, eat a variety of whole foods to get your protein. They've got all kinds of nutrients your body needs. Plus, they taste a lot better. Stay healthy, y'all. So Jill, that was basically everything that you had just said in the first 10 minutes of the show. Yeah, and some of those tips might save money on meals, too, if you're looking. If you even look at uh, your breakfast, like your oatmeal, it's got a good amount of protein in it. So um, the whole grains, we were just talking about whole grains. Um, that's another good source. It all adds up at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it just makes me want to focus on eating um, the whole foods, like you had said, knowing to read labels 
and having a variety. So for somebody like me that's usually just grab and go and eating and not even thinking about it, those are the top three things that come to mind as a woman is read the ingredients, Mm -hmm. think about how many are listed, um, and whole foods looking like they're supposed to when they're harvested, and then just knowing that having a healthy diet in general is important and not having to read too much into it. Because me even asking that question, like how many grams of protein am I supposed to have based on my height and weight? It doesn't have to be that complicated. Yeah. So most of the five food groups, you're getting protein from all of the food groups except fruit. Fruit is only about a half a gram per serving. But look at your dairy. If you do drink you know, cow's milk or soy milk, it's a very good source of protein. Cow's milk is eight grams of complete protein. So that's high. Um, your yogurt also, Greek yogurt, very high in protein. Then, of course, you go to the meat group. That's all protein, great sources. Whole grains, protein. Some of the veggies have protein, uh, like the beans we were talking about, great source of protein. And the fruit, not so much, maybe a half a gram. Um, so, yeah, there's really protein throughout the day that you're getting that you might not be aware of. Oh, that's a good point. What were you going to say? Wendy? I was just going to say, not that Jill's a great nutritionist or any of that, but she's also a mom, and she's a working mom, and she's got a plethora of experience about how it is to raise a kid and on a a diet that's healthy as well as saving money because she works for the health department. Right. But, you know, she's been through all that, and she works now with – um, elementary school kids, even oh. kindergartners, helping them plant gardens at their daycares That's and fantastic. trying to introduce them to new fruits and vegetables. So I think she's a not just for older aging women, but yeah. like she knows how to get kids to eat vegetables and fruits and has great suggestions for things on the go that you know you could pack and. What a great idea to introduce the idea of eating healthy and showing kids where their food comes from. Because so often you may find, I don't know, but, you know, thinking back to like little Debbie days, you know, like I get my snack out of a box. But where am I actually getting these fruits from? Not just Publix, but they grow in a certain process and what their choices are for healthy food choices at home. Yeah, and we also work with preschools that they're not on the meal program, so all the food is coming in their lunchbox. So we help them develop policies so that the parents are comfortable bringing a fruit or vegetable in their lunchbox every day. And if the whole class is doing it, it's like a positive reinforcement. And these kids and the parents are starting to get creative, like with bento boxes and little cut-up fruits or veggies and dips and things. So at the beginning of the year, the parents signed the policy saying, yes, they're on board. And then from, you know, the beginning of the school year, everybody knows there's going to be a fruit or vegetable packed in the lunchbox and no fried food. So that eliminates all the chips and no sugar. So that eliminates all the dessert. And then if it is packed, which it might happen, you know, at the first part of the year, the... um, the center will just quietly put it aside and say, well, this will go home with you and, you know, you can have it later. But that way all the kids, you know, are on board. I'm thinking about how would that look at the Florida Department of Health Flagler if I said, right. oh, hey, everyone, let's try this new idea and sign the commitment for a month and just see how it goes. Well, and you work next door to Jill and she comes with her little thing of veggies and hummus or something every day. So it kind of like encourages you to... Yeah. eat what she's eating. Maybe yeah. she wants to talk about her favorite 
protein snacks or we got a couple <laughs> minutes and we're gonna finish up so we can we can talk about that or we could talk about something that is on this 10 ways to improve your heart health which includes alcohol intake yeah there so are calories. just yeah there are calories so remember that the sources of energy uh, in our diets is protein fat and carbs so protein and carbs are four calories a gram and fat is more calorically dense at nine calories a gram. Alcohol has seven calories a gram. So it's definitely a source of calories. So um, the recommendation is women should try to limit to one drink a day and men two a day. So that is the recommendation from the American Heart Association. <laughs> limit the alcohol. Limit the alcohol. Yeah. So it was really great having you here, and I know that we could probably further this conversation, so I'll be in touch. Hopefully, Jill, we can have you back over. Um, it was super informative. And Wendy, welcome to your first day on Flagler Health Matters. Thank you. And in closing, please stay tuned for a Walk for Better Health message brought to you by the Florida Department of Health. This has been another edition of Flagler Health Matters. You can find past episodes of the show at flaglerbroadcasting.com slash podcast. I'm Jaffe Lee with the Florida Department of Health. Have a great weekend, and thank you, Jill and Wendy, for being here today. Thank you for having us. The Florida Department of Health Flagler wants you to know that your Flagler school student is eligible for a no-cost eye exam and no-cost glasses if eligible in partnership with Florida Hiken Children's Vision Program, LLC. This annual no-cost eye exam is offered to every Flagler County school student who qualifies to participate. Parents and guardians of students pre-K through grade 12 can apply now by visiting www.floridahiken.org. That is spelled H-E-I-K-E-N. Registration is required. The statewide Florida Hike and Children's Vision Program mission is to ensure that all school-aged children who do not pass their vision screening have access to a comprehensive eye examination, including dilation and glasses if required, to give them the best chance at academic success. These no-cost services are offered statewide. And the Florida Department of Health Flagler, in partnership with Flagler Schools, is proud to bring this program to you. Apply now by visiting www.floridahiken.org or call 386-313-7069 for more information. Dear Miami Lighthouse Hiking Children's Vision Program, I am so glad you gave me these glasses. I can see better now. Now I can copy from the board without making any mistakes. I can see very clearly with the glasses. Thank you. Did you know not getting enough physical activity can have a serious impact on our lives? There are many ways to help prevent chronic illnesses like heart disease and type 2 diabetes. It can be as easy as putting one foot in front of the other. Just 10,000 steps per day can change your life. It's easier than you think. Just a few changes to your lifestyle will get you to 10,000 and you will feel healthier. Let's look at some numbers. Just 20 minutes of grocery shopping is 1,600 steps. Daily housework, 270 steps. Taking a flight of stairs instead of the elevator, four floors is 48 steps. Taking a half hour walk during lunch 
around 4,000 steps. Your daily routine when you're not at your desk, 2,000 steps. You can see how this can add up. And if you add a 12-minute jog, 10,000 is just footsteps away. If you put your mind to it, adding regular walking into your day can be simple and fun. Think about leaving your car at the far end of the parking lot or walking to work. Pack your sneakers at the office so you can walk during a break. Find a walking buddy. A leisurely stroll with a friend can be fun. Make it your routine. Not only will you find a healthy weight, but you will also reduce your risk of stroke, high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, and certain forms of cancer. Do it for yourself. Do it for your family. Feel healthier. Your journey to 10,000 starts with the first step. This message is brought to you by the Florida Department of Health. For more information on walking your way to a healthier life, visit floridahealth.gov. Are you looking for a new career that will offer growth, learning, and the ability to help your local community? Look no further than the Florida Department of Health Flagler in Benal. We are hiring. Working for the state of Florida is more than a paycheck. We offer a total compensation package for employees that features a highly competitive set of benefits for qualifying jobs, including annual leave and sick leave, nine paid holidays, state group insurance coverage options, including health, life, dental, and vision, retirement plan options, including employer contributions, tuition waivers, flexible spending accounts, and more. Are you looking for a job in the dental field? We're hiring. Are you looking for a job in the business sector? We're hiring. Our positions start above the current minimum wage. Go to jobs.myflorida.com and search for jobs today using Benel or 32110. Again, that's jobs.myflorida.com and find your Florida Department of Health Flagler job today.